Would you open God's precious holy word to 2 Samuel 17? You will recall how David has prayed. As a matter of fact, we've looked at a psalm already on Sunday night, a couple of weeks ago, that, that is the psalm that was David's prayer with regard to 2 Samuel 17 and the events that are recorded here. But his prayer is answered. Ahithophel Hushai, two counselors that were attending to Absalom. One is a traitor and the other is a spy. <laughs> Man. Mm. I'll never eat any more of that, whatever it was. I have to regain my, I'll just get it in a minute here. <laughs> ah. No worries. Ahithophel was the trusted, quotation marks, counselor to David the king for many years, for a long time. You may recall we saw in previous text that if it came from Ahithophel, it was like scripture. You remember, it was like the oracle of God because the guy was so gifted, he just was never wrong in his wisdom and in his advice and counsel to the king. So he stays with Absalom in the court and a plant of David, Hushai, has been put there and he has, by the divine and sovereign work of God, has been placed as a counselor to King, Abs King Absalom, not King Absalom, as well. So here, the two men are going to give contradictory advice to Absalom with regard to how to deal with David and his entourage who have escaped Jerusalem. So let's look at it. And Ahithophel said to Absalom, let me now choose 12,000 men and I will rise and pursue David tonight. And I will come upon him while he's weary and weak handed and I will startle him. And all the people that are with him will flee and I will smite the king when he's alone, when he's by himself. And I will bring back all the people to you when all shall have returned, the man whom you speak, then all the people will be at peace. A quick strike force that would be more than enough to strike David and his camp, his encampment of people. It'd be a surprise. David would be quickly killed and the others would be returned to Absalom. Now, the thing seemed right to the eyes of Absalom and to all the elders of Israel. And Absalom said, now call Hushai the archite also. Let us hear what he too has to say. Between 
and I guess my verses are the same as yours on this one. Between verses four and five is the intervention of God. Previously, we saw that if Ahithophel said it, it was a no-brainer. You did, you followed his advice. This guy had his finger on the pulse of everything. He was well-learned and he just, he just was filled with reason and logic. And his advice, as the scripture had said, was like the oracle of God. Now look at this. The Absalom liked what he said. All the elders liked what he said. But the heart of the king is in the hand of God. So now, what does Absalom do? He says, now call Hushai the archite. I want to hear what he has to say. He hadn't followed this guy's advice. And Hushai came to Absalom and Absalom spoke to him saying, in this manner has Ahithophel spoken. Shall we do his bidding? If not, then you speak. You give us your counsel on this. Now remember, Hushai is the agent of David. Everybody knew that if the advice of Ahithophel was followed, it would all be over that night. David would have been slain, his people scattered, and what could have been gathered up would have been brought back into Jerusalem. It would have been over. But here was the advice of Hushai. The counsel which Ahithophel has counseled this time is not good. Hushai continued saying, you know your father and his men that they are mighty men. They have an embittered spirit. They're like a, a, a she-bear in the field whose cubs have been taken away. They are ill and angry and they are a force to be reckoned with. They are battle hardened and they know how to handle themselves even against overwhelming odds. This doesn't sound good. So your father is a man of war and he will not lodge with the people. In other words, he's not going to be easy, that easy to be found. He will hide himself away from the crowd so that he won't be easily found and your goal will not easily be accomplished. Behold, now he is surely hidden in one of the pits or one of the places and it will come to pass if there fall among them at first, then someone will hear it and say there's been a massacre among the people that are behind Absalom. Let me use, and, and I don't know enough about this just to say what I read, and that, of course, is always in question, but people are saying that uh, Russia should have overwhelmed and taken Ukraine in, what, two days or something? They're going into their seventh day, and then all of these pundits are saying, well, they're just, this is making the Ukrainians look that much more heroic it's making their president look that much more like a real leader and heroic, self-sacrificial guy, flak jacket out there with the troops. 
standing in the middle of the artillery and all that kind of stuff. The pictures that are coming out showing these, these anti-aircraft missiles that are knocking down Russian helicopters in a jet or two. And the longer it goes, the more it seems to be in favor of the Ukrainians and makes Russia look real bad. This is sort of the situation here. This is Hushay's advice. He says, look, these guys are not that easy to push over. They've been in every kind of war you can think of against overwhelming odds. And this, you, your 12,000 men are not going to scare them. They're going to jump right into the middle of it. They're going to fight you. And they'll still be fighting when the morning comes and the word will get out that it's a massacre. It won't be the truth, but it'll be the way that people perceive it, that David has won a massacre against overwhelming odds. You don't want that. This is his advice. And even if he be valiant, whose heart is as the heart of a lion, will utterly melt. For all Israel knows that your father is a mighty man and valiant men are they that are with him. Now let me say this. Ahithophel, it is all, all uh, generally agreed, gave the best advice for a quick defeat and and murder of King David. Apparently, it was Hushai's plan to oppose whatever Ahithophel said because this would confuse the situation and any kind of confusion would have been to David's advantage. This would delay anything that would happen. David is making his way to a walled city where the loyal army of what was left of them, of Saul, retreated to. It was a good place that was defensible. It was a little bit high. And whoever was attacking the wall city would have been at a disadvantage. And the numerical advantage would have been neutralized. So David needs time to get there. Hushai knows this. So this is what he gives as, as his advice. This thing could come all apart. And it'll make you look very, very bad. Therefore, I counsel that all Israel be gathered to you. He he plays upon two things that were within the persona of Absalom. Number one, he 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 played upon his fear. And number two, Upon his ego. Ahithophel didn't do anything to build up uh, Absalom. He just said, here are the facts. This is the best way to do it. Let's move quickly. But this guy sort of draws it out. He, He draws it out. Get this massive army of yours from as far away as they can come. And they will look magnificent. They will appear to be as the sand of the sea. And then you go out there and get in front of them and you personally go to battle. So now he, he plays upon his ego. You're going to look great out there seated on a horse in front of this massive army. And we shall come upon him in some place where he is found and we shall light upon him as the dew falls on the ground 
and there shall not be anything left of him and of all the men that are with him, not even one, because this army is so massive and so overwhelmingly out. But now this would take time to bring the, to bring the various components of the army in from the stretches of the Israelite kingdom. And Hushai knows this, but he keeps, he keeps praying upon his ego. This is going to make you look so great. You're going to be so massive and you and your great army will be the one who will, who will have put down David and those mighty men of his. And if he withdraws himself into a city, then all of Israel shall bring up ropes to that city. We'll drag it to the valley until there shall not be anything left, not even one small stone. And Absalom and all the men of Israel said, the counsel of Hushai the Archite is better than the counsel of Ahithophel. Now here's, here's the kicker. For Yahweh had ordained to frustrate the good counsel of Ahithophel in order that Yahweh might bring evil upon Absalom. So who controls their decisions? Who controls the thought process? Who controls the minds of the enemies of David, Yahweh. And so Yahweh, the will of Yahweh overwhelmed and overpowered the will of men. It's that way all the way through the Bible. So Yahweh did it because he had ordained that the good counsel would be frustrated. In other words, the Bible says Ahithophel's counsel was the best. If they'd followed this, it would have been curtains for David and his people. That was the best way to go. But Yahweh ordained to frustrate it. Well, how did he frustrate it? He frustrated it in the minds of Absalom and the men of Israel. Oh, this sounds good. This sounds... Who is it that overwhelms the wills of these men and the will of Am? It's Yahweh. That's what the Bible says. Yahweh did it. Yahweh might bring adversity, evil upon Absalom. It also shows how savvy David was when it comes to fighting an enemy. He knew that intel was very important. It shows that his spy system, that, and he quickly set it up. Man, he was being run out of the city, but he quickly said, I want you to do this, I want you to do this. You be sure and plant yourself. You guys, you watch, bring anything that, that you learn, to, you bring it to me. See, it was his, it was his quickly uh, constructed spy system. And Hushai said to Zadok and Abiathar, the priests, now, they're good guys. They're on David's side. In thus and thus manner did Ahithophel counsel Absalom, the elders of Israel, and thus and thus have I counseled. Now send quickly and tell David, saying, Do not lodge the night in the plains of the wilderness, but speedily pass over, lest the king be destroyed and all the people who are with him. And Jonathan and Ahimaaz were standing by an rogel. And the maidservant went and she told them, that they should go and notify King David for they were not to be seen coming into the city. Now, how was it that this maidservant is just in the right place 
at the right time. Well, it's by the will and power, guidance of God Almighty, Yahweh. So she tells these guys, and they need to go and tell the king what he needs to do according to the counsel that he has received. But a lad spotted them and told Absalom, and they both went speedily away to the house of a man in Baharim. And he had a well in his courtyard, and they lowered themselves into the well. And the woman took and spread the covering over the mouth of the well, and she spread groats or kernels on it. And nothing was known because it looked like those were drying out. That was the manner in which they dried them out. Absalom's servants came to the woman in the house and they said, where are Ahimaaz and Jonathan? And the woman said to them, they have forded the river. She lied to them. They have forded the river and they sought but could not find them. And they returned to Jerusalem. They couldn't find them, so they just went back. And it came to pass after their departure that they came up out of the well And they went and told King David, arise and cross the water quickly. For thus thus has Ahithophel counseled against you. David arose. Now this is where the difference between the two counsels uh, comes into play. Because here, Hushai has bought them time. There was, they would have, the, the guys that came and told the king, that would have been those 12,000 soldiers and it would have been all over. But time has been bought here by Hushai and his, his uh, advice, his counsel. David arose and all the people that were with him and they crossed the Jordan. By the morning light, not one of them was missing that had not crossed the Jordan. Ahithophel knew now that this whole thing had shifted into David's favor. They gave David this space of time and he knew that David was going to assemble what he needed to assemble to repel anything Absalom could do. And he knew that the further it went into this, it would be more and more advantageous for David And he also knew that David would come back and be very angry and he would execute Ahithophel. So this guy knows it's all over for Absalom. Ahithophel saw that his counsel was not done. He saddled his donkey and he arose and went to his house, to his city. He gave charge to his household. Then he strangled or hung himself. As he died, he was buried in the sepulcher of his father. Now this whole thing is beginning to fall apart for Absalom. And then there were those people who were divinely in place to take care of David. And David had come to Mahanim. Absalom passed over the Jordan, he and all the men of Israel with him. And Amasa had Absalom set in place. Uh, Absalom had set him in place over Joab, over the army, over the host. And Amasa was the son of a man whose name was Ithra, the Israelite, who came to Abigail, the daughter of Nahash, the sister of Zeruiah, Joab's mother. So they're all kin, you see. And Israel and Absalom encamped in the land of Gilead. 
It came to pass when David came to Menachanim, that Shobah the son of Nahash from Rabbah of the children of Ammon and Machir the son of Amiel of Lodbar and Barzillai the Gileadite of Rogalim, beds and bowls, earthen vessels, wheat and barley and flour, parched grain, beans, lentils and parched grain and honey and butter and sheep and cheese of Cain. They presented to David and to the people who were with him to eat for they said, the people are hungry, faint and thirsty from the wilderness. The point to be made in this chapter is the sovereign rule of God. Nothing else to be seen. The point to be made in every skirmish, in every decision, how great or small, how whatever leaders may be in place in the world at whatever time in history, especially in the times of the nations and the times of the Gentiles, it is all in the hand of God they were at that point in time moving to the time when the sons of David would uh, succeed one another on the throne. Until God in Ezekiel said, there won't be another son of David on the throne until I put the son of David on the throne. So the pause was by God, but the point is that they were moving toward the final the final, the, the son of David who would sit on the throne and the kingdom would be established. The whole story of mankind is the defeat of sin based on the work of Christ and the sovereign will of God who moves the world into that direction to the final victory and the great kingdom that will then give way to the eternal kingdom in the new heaven and the new earth. And these are all little details along the way, but they're very important details. God had established his word with uh, David and David could not be displaced until God said so. And so this was not the time for that. And it's a great uh, demonstration of the overwhelming, absolute, sovereign power of God in everything. Because now all of a sudden, because this decision was made and the other decision was not made, and this guy was in that place and that girl was in that place and this woman was there to tell a fib and all these things were happening, the advantage shifts greatly into David's favor such that in the next chapter, David's forces completely annihilate the forces of Absalom. But we'll get to that next time, God willing. And right now we'll have our uh, deacon prayer time.